0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Ched. Sam Moon and Cody Jansen here on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. I know for Bob, it's the Mediterranean chicken. That's, That's his number one. I've had it, it's outstanding. For Escott, I believe it's the the Texan, yeah. Now, I, 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 yeah, you want to know my thoughts, don't you? Which well, one? Escott changed his. I forget oh, what it is. though. It's not the Texan anymore. No, I no. like the Texan. He's though. no longer a Texans fan either. Oh, well, that might have precipita- precipitated the uh, the change. Hey, they made great pizza. They did. When we had the afternoon uh, broadcast, the road afternoon broadcast this year here. Uh, Here at 630 Ched Studios, we had some royal pizza. What was your go-to? Well, I I love the Mediterranean chicken. It's wonderful. The last time I did the royal pizza, I I went old school. I just went pepperoni, green pepper, and it was amazing. Seriously, I I didn't even need to, to get too fancy with it. I'm a simple person. Ham and pineapple with jalapenos. It'll change the game. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not, some people are anti-pineapple on on pizzas. I am not one of those people. That's I'm, bold. it. It is? Okay, well, all right. Well, we might have to give it a shot. Okay, we're going to our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And our headliner and this this is great to catch up with him. His former NHLer, former Red Deer Rebel, former Edmonton Oiler, Colin Fraser. Colin, good to have you on.
0: Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. The go-to pizza is is simple. It's like a good penalty kill. Less yeah. is more. Old school ham and pineapple. We're having a good time. I'm not afraid of the pineapple.
1: No, hey, well, good for you. You know, Colin, <laughs> I figured you probably would be fine with that, and you know, I'm I'm pleased to know that that's the case. Uh, okay bring us up to speed uh, let the the listeners know what you're doing now I know you're still in the the hockey industry you are you are totally into the still into the hockey industry what are you up to
0: I am the uh, western amateur scout for the Chicago Blackhawks um, going on year four here starting this what will be this season um, hockeys in my blood you know hockeys what I do hockey's what I know so when I retired I took a a couple of years off to kind of, I guess, sort my, sort myself out. I guess, uh, I was a lost soul for a lack of a better term. And, uh, to be back in the hockey world is, uh, it's, uh, beats digging ditches and beats working, uh, the regular punch in the clock nine to five, uh, at the office.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me here with Colin Fraser, a former NHLer. That had to be tough this year though, Colin, uh, with tra- travel way down, there, there weren't a lot of games, I'm talking uh, games for you to watch. I mean, the, the WHL eventually got going, the Alberta Junior Hockey League eventually got going, uh, the OHL never did, uh, the Q, they played at least, so it, it had to limit what you would normally do. How tough was that to, uh, to be a scout last season?
0: right like tough i don't know if tough's the right word but different is uh is how i describe it um and i say that because every single team all 32 teams are in the same boat so no one was at an advantage or a disadvantage it's like this is kind of the world this is the landscape and this is how we got to navigate through it so it was a lot of video uh, obviously um We would have multiple projects, and then we'd kind of meet on Zoom regularly and talk about players from around the whole world. So what it did was kind of broaden your horizons a little bit. Um, You're able to see a lot more exposure to Europe, Russia, uh, Finland, Sweden, etc., just because of the video. you know i think it's changed how we're going to do things not to say we're not going to do live viewings because absolutely we will be but we'll be adding a lot more video in um based on how how it went this year and then it is what it is you know you just kind of had to adapt uh we did get to travel a little bit once the western league started but
1: uh a lot of
0: video A video gets old after a while live viewings are better but but it is what it is you just got to Gotta take the cards they give you, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, all you on video, you get to see whatever the the person working the camera allows you to see. So, you know, they, it could be some stuff that's out of out of view, or stuff on the bench that after a shift, whether it be good or bad, you might want to see the the player's reaction, all that kind of stuff. If you're not there, you don't get that.
0: It's exactly it, and you don't get the feel of the game. So when you're in the game you get a feel for for how the game is this a hard game is this an easy game is this a rough game is this a I mean you can see that i get it but but there's something to be said about the feel of the game and then of course watching the player how does he interact with teammates how does he interact uh, between timeouts is he um, engaged is he chatty is he quiet um and then for defensemen especially it's you know it's one thing to be an offensive defenseman your your tyson barrier or whatever where you you have the puck a lot you're on the power play um you're making things happen you're jumping in the play but it When you're a stay-at-home defenseman or a defensive defenseman um you're not always in the picture because you don't always have the puck but at the same time you're still being very very effective because it may be shutting guys down it might be a penalty kill um, things of that nature so um, although the video works well the live viewing is very important to kind of dot the i's and cross the t's
1: here with Colin Fraser, scouts with the Chicago Blackhawks. We keep our eye on that Ashley Fine Flores text line uh, as the texts do float in. Uh, can you thank Colin for the camps that he is running in Alberta? Because I know you run some hockey camps. <laughs> he said his son Axton loved his camp, can't wait for the next one. So you're getting some love here on the text line. Uh, Vince doesn't think pineapple belongs on pizza. All right, Vince, each to their own. But then Justin comes back with hand- and pineapple and jalapenos is awesome so that's that yeah all right Justin and I'm uh, I'm going to try that uh okay back I'm to uh, that too yeah okay well, I'm gonna give it a go <laughs> I look at uh, what Chicago did at the draft table this year so clearly in my mind Colin Fraser has had some solid influence within that room. Uh, The first round pick was Nolan Allen from the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, Colton Dock, who's a Fort Saskatchewan kid from the Saskatoon Blades. He goes in the second round. Tage Harding from the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. But he's from St. Albert. He was a third round pick. You took Jalen Lipan from the Edmonton Oil Kings in the seventh. You got a lot of uh, Western Canadian guys. You must have had some pull in that room. (laughs)
0: well you know everyone says that right and um it certainly uh, i guess makes you feel included now it is a team effort it really is especially this year because we all saw all the players and we all met regularly and at the end of the day we all come up with this consensus of uh the order or lack of a better term um as i like to tell people i provide information i don't make the decisions so this is kind of the way the chips fell within the uh list that we uh as a group collaborated on um Obviously, I feel a sense of pride with it, for yeah. sure, because it's you know, our area. And there's Daryl May as uh, my partner out west here, too. So there's two of us. Um, certainly feels uh, good, and it's certainly exciting. Um, and now I just need these guys all to become NHLers, so they make me look like a genius. Okay? That's right. That's all that needs to happen.
1: Not a big deal. Uh, I'm not asking for a lot. I just need all of you uh, to get there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> here with Colin Fraser. Here with Colin Fraser from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Colin, you uh, a, a great NHL career. You a part of three different Stanley Cups. Uh, one in Chicago, a couple in Los Angeles. I, I remember when you brought the the Stanley Cup to Sylvan Lake more than once. I might add uh, that it was a very big deal, and and it should be. When you look back now, like you must have tremendous pride and 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 just great memories uh, from your time in the National Hockey League.
0: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, living out a dream, um, all the cliches. I think um, the Stanley Cup itself, first off, I rode a lot of coattails to get there. So um, I'm thankful that I got to play with really, really good players like uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Hansi Kopitar and Drew Dowdy and John Quick and the list goes on. I, I consider myself very fortunate. Now that I'm in the... On the scouting side of things, I appreciate my career so much more than I did when I was in the moment. And I say that because I realize how hard it really is to make it. So we watch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of players from across the whole globe, and then we whittle that down to a list, and then we make whatever it is, seven picks. And of those seven picks, how many guys actually play in the NHL? So we all can't be Connor McDavid and be the best player in the world and make $14 million dollars but um, I'm appreciative of the career I had and, and really fortunate to have played on the, the teams I played on. So I consider myself uh, lucky.
1: Here with Colin Fraser, scout with the Chicago Blackhawks. You did play with Duncan Keith, who's now coming to the Edmonton Oilers. So you can give us first-hand knowledge, great insight on uh, what Duncan Keith is bringing to Edmonton. Uh, what was it like playing with him?
0: Uh, Dunk is fantastic, a true professional um, uh, very, very high-end work ethic. He's in extremely good shape, always has been. He's, a, he's an animal off the ice. Um, he's an animal on the ice. Now, he's not the Norris Trophy winner that he was. With that said, he brings a lot of value, um, leadership being one of them um, and compete being two. So when you look at him, you don't you don't necessarily have to rely on him to play 35 minutes anymore. Um, but now he can be slotted in there uh, in your top four, and maybe not have as much of a load on him, and he can still be, um, I guess, really active and bring a lot to help the team. So um, we all know that he he wanted not out because uh, he was a Blackhawk, but because he wanted to be closer to his son, and I think anyone can understand that, and. Uh, I think it was a fair deal, and I think that uh, Oilers fans should be excited for him. I mean, he's won—he's won, he's won uh, Memorial Cups, gold medals, Stanley Cups. You name it. Um, brings a lot of pedigree and a lot of experience, and
1: um, you can't ask for much more from him. I absolutely agree. I can't wait to see him in an Oilers uniform. Uh, we're here with Colin Fraser, scouts with the Chicago, former NHLer. I was checking the text line and. I had just asked you that question, and, and Cowtown Bob wanted to know exactly that. So I, I guess we uh, we worked that out for you, Cowtown Bob. Thanks, thanks for the text. We appreciate it. Uh, now, Colin, I wanted to go back. We we'll go back into your career. You were part of the World Junior Championship 2005. That is one of the most. When I mean, you look back, I, the one in '95. Canada was pretty good. And then you can make an argument for a bunch of different years. But anytime you outscore the opposition 41 to 7 in, in six games and, and win a gold medal, basically going away, it might be the best world junior team ever. I'm sure you're very biased. You were a part of it. Uh, when you think back to that event, and uh, that was the one in North Dakota. That was North Dakota, right? Yeah, that was North yeah. Dakota. Uh, when you think back to that event, what are some of the memories for you?
0: Um you know it's funny like when you're in the moment you're kind of like you 're just in the moment right like you don't you don't look look at it like this aha wow moment you just kind of like i guess do your work put your work boots on and play you know and the, going back to um you know riding coattails and being fortunate to to play with certain players i um i was lucky to make that team by filling a role and that was kind of where the light bulb turned on for me personally on on what what it's going to take for me to be an NHLer. and it's not going to be scoring goals and um playing the half hole in the power play it's going to be killing penalties winning face-offs and just gotten it out really um and i knew that going into the camp that that's what i had to do to to play on the team there are better players than me uh that didn't make the team but there weren't better role players than me. Um, I kind of feel like I was just a little bit hungrier within the role of a fourth-line centerman. Uh, the memories, I mean, look at the players. Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron, Dion Phaneuf, Shea Weber, Ryan Getzlaff, Andrew Ladd, Corey Perry. I mean, the this goes on. We have Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer uh, all on one team. And although you didn't know it at the time, when I look back on it, it's uh, certainly something special. Um and something that uh, all, all the kids that I run the camp for and my own son thinks it's really cool that I played with Sidney Crosby and all those guys.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good crew. Uh, you're with Colin Fraser, you had Brent Sutter coaching. Uh, you got to tell the story that w- after the World Juniors, you get back. And that first game against the Calgary Hitmen, it's it's a jacked up Centrium in Red Deer, so it's a big rivalry game. It's Red Deer, it's Calgary. You know, both teams are are, are pretty decent. I'll let you take it from there, Colin, as to <laughs> how how it unfolded in the rink that night.
0: Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun. First off, it was a, a blast. Lots of fun. Good energy. Um, sold out barn and red deer big rivalry calgary versus red deer first game after the gold medal calgary has uh andrew ladd and ryan gets um fresh off the world juniors and then we had myself and uh dion for and um as the story goes the opening face off i didn't even know this was happening this is um unbeknownst to me um Dion and Laddie, as soon as the puck's dropped, square off, center ice. And they fight each other. Really, really good fight. Like two big boys going at it. And I'm looking at Getsy I say, Getsy, there's ever a time, now's the time. And at first he says no. And uh, shaking his head, he's like, Well, I can't fight you. I'm like, buddy, come on. I mean Getsy are buddies. We're friends, not enemies. And uh I say, come on, man. There's every time now the time. And he kind of looks around. He's like, all right, let's do it. So then we dropped their gloves on the very next face-off, all four of us dummies sitting in the penalty box, fresh off a of gold medal from North Dakota. And everybody thinks we hate each other like we're all enemies. No, no, we're not enemies. We actually had a lot of fun together, and, and we're friends, and we're competitors. And I guess it's a little bit old school, and uh, you don't see it much now. But uh, – we can all have a good laugh about it, and it's one of the good stories that I have.
1: Oh, and the rink went crazy, because you get, the you know, Calgary fans make the trip too, so there's you know, a contingent of that. There was a lot of people there. It was the World Juniors. Everybody, everybody wants to honor the four of you with the gold medal, and you guys fight right off the start of the game. Well, one and then the other, back-to-back puck drops, unbelievable. That was That's great. the
0: good stuff right there mooner you know like you talk about like passion and and uh i don't know it's not we weren't enemies at all it was just like this is going to be great and it's going to be fun and we're going to create a story and we're going to create a memory and we're going to create an atmosphere and all the above and we did it and here we are 20 years later whatever we are 15 uh what are we 15 years later 16 years later we're still talking about it um So one of the cooler things that I've been a part of uh, story-wise and in the sense it wasn't planned and it wasn't uh, something that was set up. It just kind of organically happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. you were here with Colin Fraser from the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, it organically happened all right. I always (laughs) always said we're selling entertainment. (laughs) That was entertainment.
0: Well, you know what, to back it up further, Mooner, and and no one really knows this because – with no social media, no Instagrams, and all the the nonsense that we got today, in camp, uh, last day of camp, August camp, summer camp, me and uh, Dion, uh, both rebels, both teammates, fought. He was going after Sid, so I went after him, and we dropped the gloves and we fight at World Junior Camp, two Red Deer Rebels and. Brent Sutter calls us up to the office after, and he's pretending to be mad. You know, he gets, like, the snarl going. He's like, you dumb, you dummies. How does this look on the Red Deer Rebels? And we both burst out laughing, and then he starts laughing. And it was, like, this big joke. Like, if, if you had, like, Kirby Doc fighting... uh pick your player this year it would be like national news and this was just like i don't know another saturday afternoon at world
1: junior camp in 2005 so
0: we had fun it was awesome
1: <laughs> you sure did yeah you sure <laughs> did oh, I, I you know what that that's not even surprising when you think about it um and and the reason i say that is because and we're here with colin fraser from the chicago blackhawks scouting staff you were a hard-nosed player And Dion had the ability to get under one's skin, whether he's on your team or not. Like, I'm talking on the ice, uh, within a game or within a practice. Like, you're probably not the first guy that was his teammate that wanted to to drop the gloves with him.
0: No, and we had Brent Sutter as a coach. So, you know how that's going from day to day, especially if you're losing. So um it wasn't the last time me and dion fought either and we're friends it's not i don't want to paint this picture like we hated each other we loved each other we out a lot it was just like you make me angry i'm not just gonna sit there and take it and neither is he and, <laughs> and that's the end of it i don't know maybe some people think we're not i think it's great and yeah I, I wish we had more of it but that's okay too
1: that's hockey that's hockey. Old that's school. Old school. Colin's been great. I, I love catching up with you. I love the stories. Uh, you're doing a great job scouting, clearly. I mean, the bunch of picks from out west. He must be. So they, I, I love it. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Anytime, Mooner. Love it. Thanks for having me. All right. There we go. Colin Fraser. That was our headliner, brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. We need to take a break. I think we're up against it now. I might have went a little long. Cody's got a panicked look inside the booth. Anyway, we will take a break. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chad. Great visit with Colin Fraser, that was outstanding. Uh, as we go to this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel. This September, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Vancouver with three nights in a deluxe hotel for just $699. Details at newwesttravel.com. Cody. Let's go back to 1962. Former Oiler and Stanley Cup champ, Jeff cortnell born in Victoria, played only a total of 31 games for Edmonton, tallying 11 points in his short stint here. There you go. There it is. That is it. That's our this day in Oilers history. Uh, tonight on 630, Chad, Inside Sports with Brendan Escott. Do you have any intel as to what he's got cooked up? Would assume it's a lot of Elks talk the okay. night before game day. All right. Well, good enough. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, For tomorrow, normally we'd have Kevin Weeks as our regular Thursday contributor, but he's on summer vacation this week. So Kevin's appearances are brought to you by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical prefabrication and service. Electrical prefabrication solar Canadian Power Pack. A Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell followed by Angela Cocott from 2 to 3 then 6:30 Ched afternoons with Jaylin Nye. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Really appreciate it Cam Moon and Cody Jansen and this is Oilers Now on 6:30 Ched. Yeah! Yeah! Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer.
0: Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6:30 Ched.